Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey guys, it's Nikki Glazer. This is Nikki Glazer Podcast. Thank you for listening, besties. That's what we call our listeners. Because legit, I talk to, on this podcast, like I talk to my best friends. If anything, I talk more openly on this. So, hi besties. Hey anyone who's uh, a new listener. Um, hey anyone who listened to yesterday's show and is still on board even though I was in a, a little bit of a cunty mood yesterday. I want to address it off the top. Got a comment on um, a picture that Andrew posted that I, uh, she said, I, all I saw was, please don't block me, Nikki. And I go, what is this going to be? And it was like, I, you know, what did she say? Hold on, let me pull it up because I definitely want to address it. Listen, this is what happens when you have a daily podcast. To everyone listening, like some days I'm going to be um, a little in a bad mood because I do a daily podcast and I can't just go like, you know, phone it in sometimes. And I don't think you'd want me to. And so you might see a side of me that you're like, I don't like this side of Nikki, but I think 
that's the freedom of this podcast is that I can show that to you. And much like my best friends, I can see ugly sides of them and be like, okay, this is a multifaceted person. It's not just the two dimensional person. I one dimensional person I see on Instagram. And you know, I, I, with that comes, I might disappoint you guys. So I disappointed a fan and I probably disappointed many. I disappointed myself yesterday, to be honest with you. Um, I really don't want to bring a tood to the show, but sometimes, you know, when you get in a tood and you just can't get out of it, when you're stuck in a tood and you can't get out of it, that's not the U2 song, but it's something like it. So someone wrote, Andrew posted a picture of me at the airport today sleeping like a um, homeless person. And that is not derogatory. Uh, I, I love homeless people. I watch, um, I really recommend um, Invisible People on YouTube. It's a YouTube channel where you just watch homeless people being interviewed. And I, pull it up I would say once a month and just go uh, last night I went through a wormhole it's called invisible people has one it has millions of followers I think and it's just like people that you just find you see a image of someone and then this guy interviews them for 10 minutes and you just learn how they became homeless it's really it's really good unless you're willing to talk to homeless people yourself it's really good to watch these people's stories so you can empathize that being said I did look like a homeless person in this photo which by the way I could be a homeless person we are all very you know people that end up homeless it's not because they aren't trying or because they're bad people or drug i mean sometimes it is because they're drug addicts but it no one wants to be homeless i'll tell you that so let's practice empathy there even though it's hard sometimes where you're like oh that guy's so annoying and screaming it's like he doesn't want the voices in his head to be there he didn't choose for to feel like he's jesus or whatever the hell he's screaming about um so someone commented on this photo let me see um it was from Abigail Hope Scott. Um, Abigail Hope, this uh, comment isn't too mean, is what I felt when I read it. Please don't block me, but please be nicer to Andrew. Four exclamation points. This last app was really off. Oh, boy. There's nothing worse than being described as off. Like, I, that got me, Abigail. You got me, girl. You got my attention. My ears perked up. I want to make you happy. And it felt totally unnecessary to critique him right before you go on two major podcasts. How is that going to help? Girl, you are fucking right. Criticism doesn't help anyone. There's like studies after studies that show that people do not do better when you admonish them. They only, positive reinforcement works. I know this. I'm a smart woman, Abigail. I just was in a bad mood and I think I was, I, I was, I'm, I was underslept this week. There's no excuse. I hate that I'm making butts, but uh, truly, uh, my mood got the best of me, and it took away my ability to uh, be a good friend. And it happens sometimes. Uh, just like you know, when you drink and you turn into a monster, sleep deprivation makes me a monster. And it's n there's not an excuse. I just have to sleep better to be a better friend. She said, sorry, just made me sad after you shared how being heckled impacted you the other day, right? It kind of felt like as a listener, it kind of felt like felt like that as a listener. And it, if I did that to my best friend, I'd feel terrible, sad face. Just think about, think before you cut someone down for zero reason. I will say, Abigail, it wasn't for zero reason. But uh, you're absolutely right. And I just want to say that um, this was not a great text to, or uh comment to pop up when Andrew and I had just landed in St. Louis and gotten in the car and it's awkward because like he's I don't think he's listening but like we see the comments on our separate phones and when there's one like this that's addressing something that I did or he did we know we both saw it but we don't want to talk about it the thing about this one is we took care of it right after like I I got done with the podcast I was like 
if it were up to me, I'd record another one because I saw what a uh, pissy bitch I was the whole time. Although I was glad I talked about molestation. I got some messages from people being like, hunting warhead, thank you for talking about that. People need to know. So I'm not sad about that. But yesterday's wasn't the best pod. That's going to happen here sometimes. I always will give it my all, but that was my all yesterday. We got in the car yesterday, almost right after the podcast, Andrew and I, to go over to Tom Segura's and Christina Pazitsky's studio to do Your Mom's House, which was a great episode. You guys are going to love it. So fun. We talked about some real stuff. We just did silly stuff. I can't wait for you guys to, to watch it and, uh, and and listen. But on the way there, I go, listen, dude, I don't know what the fuck that was. And uh, to be honest with you, and I tell him this again, but I, he already knows. I said, I was thinking about it. I'm like, why do I have to critique Andrew at all when if you gave me the option to do podcasts alone or with someone, I would always choose to do podcasts, appear on other podcasts, do my own podcast with you. And so I said to Andrew, I go, you make me better. You always make me better. Even if you're your worst version of yourself, you it's still better than me alone. Like I like doing things with you. So the fact that I judged you was, I don't know where it came from, to be honest. I wish I could trace it. I think it was me feeling, uh, you know, like I think it was me kind of getting on my high horse being like, you're, I'm bringing you, I got you these gigs. You need to take a back seat. So just any kind of, I need to call the shots and say how you should behave. And it wasn't cool. And I acknowledge that. I love my besties. I love the fans for sticking up for Andrew, for keeping me accountable for those things. And I will always, I don't mind the comments. I would prefer a DM to me so that Andrew doesn't have to see it. And then it's just awkward, but I'll still allow it. Abigail. Um, I actually appreciate you. And I love what a lucky friend you are if if you would never talk like a friend to that like that to a friend you're a good person and I might go back and listen to it so I can hear my tone because sometimes when you're in those moments you don't know what you sound like and that's what I do like about this podcast is that I feel so conversational so natural I'm holding nothing back that when I do listen to things or when I have people give me feedback it's feedback based on my real self so I love you guys. Thank you for sticking with me on days where I might be a little hormonal. I'll always cop to it if I'm called on it or at least say you're wrong and I'm right and then apologize even later. But you know, sometimes you just can't apologize in the moment. Noah, do you ever feel, have, have you ever heard yourself, like you were saying that you went back and looked at some old texts between you and an ex-boyfriend and seeing the way that you had talked even in texts like let's leave out tone is humiliating. And that's one thing about watching myself when I watch myself on the MTV awards or movie and TV awards unscripted. <sighs> I always lose my breath saying that title. I, I go, you know what? That's a perform. That's me performing. But uh, hearing myself just naturally, it's, it really is painful sometimes. Uh, it's hard to hear your own voice. Noah uh, thoughts. It's terrible. What did you see about yourself in those texts that you're like, Oh my God. Well, I, I realized that I was not empathetic at all and that um, instead of speaking about my feelings, I did the thing where I point and blame yeah. someone else for my feelings yes. instead of just saying like, oh, this stuff makes me feel this way, God. blah, blah, blah. Okay, let me frame, so, let me frame, maybe I can get at why I, I, had, I was mean to Andrew yesterday. I felt like telling Andrew how he should behave on these podcasts because 
I wanted him to be as good as he is on ours. And I didn't want, I here it's, it's this. I get, I hate when some, when someone intimidates me because I'm a fan of theirs much like I know, um, or just like I'm reverential to them. And I hate that I'm different in front of people that I want to like me. And that is my issue. It's not Andrew's. Andrew has his own things. And sometimes I do see that in Andrew because I see it in myself. And so for me, I was probably nervous about something where I, you know, last night I was in the green room with Bill Burr and I could not be comfortable. I could not be myself because I'm just like, it's Bill Burr, you know, and I'm not really close to him. I'm still, I think he's just a genius. I, I think everything I say around him is probably the dumbest thing he's ever heard. And so I wasn't, so it was maybe that, you know, it was maybe me for seeing that I was going to be around someone like that, that would make me feel like not myself. And so I was yelling at Andrew, be yourself because I was talking to future Nikki, be yourself, which I tried to be. And, uh, like, actually I, I love Bill Burry. He's one of my favorite comedians and I'm terrified of him because he's just someone who tells the truth all the time. I'm much like, much like I was scared of Patrice O'Neill before he died. I like didn't, I, even though he's, you know, also up there in my top five with Bill. He's just so truth. He tells the truth so much that I'm scared of what he might see in me. So anyway, I, yeah, I did a show with Bill Burr last night and Tim Dillon, who is so fucking funny. These shows I do in, in Hollywood, I went out to dinner with David Spade, name drop. We did two podcasts. We did Tom Segura's. Yesterday was crazy, Noah. Woke up, got a COVID test, went back to bed, did our podcast, was a total bitch, got in the car, apologized to Andrew. We had a heart to heart. We both love each other, said I love you. It was such a good moment. Went to Tom's, had a great time. Then we were late to Andrew Santino's podcast. Got there. Did Andrew's podcast. Uh, also a great time. Uh, Whiskey Ginger. It'll be out at some point. Then I went to dinner with Spade. I was late. I'm always late. Uh, but it was so much fun. Um, and then we went to, then I went over to my show and I didn't want Spade to watch me. I didn't want anyone to watch me. Bill Burr was there. I was like, I don't want Bill to watch me. He's probably just like, the show she does talk about her vagina or whatever. Like, I don't know why. I literally, he's... He's maybe the one comic that I'm like, oh, God, please don't watch me. You're going to hate me. Like the other day when Chappelle was watching me on Fallon, I was even nervous then of like, oh, he's going to think something I do is hack. But like, guess what? We've all been hacks. So I just let it go. I really had to be like, OK, the, you cannot change the way you perform for, the, for these 300 people because Bill Burr is in the back. It's, you just can't, Nikki. It's, you're not going to cater your set to Bill Burr. So I did it and I had, I had a fun time. And uh, it's just so, I am so lucky to be a big enough name, like have established a point, established myself in comedy to a point that I'm on the same bill as Bill and Tim. And who else was on that show that was fucking killer? I mean, it was a insane lineup. I mean, it's just, I am, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I haven't tricked anyone. I'm not a fraud. I'm there. And I belong here, and I'm glad you're listening. But man, it's a pinch yourself kind of moment. And uh, thank you to the bestie that came out to the show the other night and goes, bestie! And I go, ah, bestie! It was so exciting. So um, I'm excited to see you all on tour and, and have you... We'll give you something to cheer so it's not bestie, so I can... I don't know, something funny to yell out that people go, what the fuck did you say? Like on our last podcast, people were called squirters. We were calling them squirt nation. And people would come up to the shows and go... I'm a squirter. And I was like, I don't know whether you're a fan of the show or 
you know, you need to teach me a thing or two because I've only done it once and I want to learn how to do it every time. Uh, but I'll have to get one of those mattress covers that I should have had in fourth grade because I wet the bed all the time. Let's get Andrew in here for the news. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Nick. Uh, Welcome to St. Louis again. We're back in St. Louis. We're in our new studio, but it's not done yet. The wall is painted behind us. It looks great. You guys will see it soon. We're on a love seat together. Uh, This is really, uh, I like this. This feels very friendshipy. We're close. Are we too close? No, I just told them that we made up in the car yesterday after the podcast. And oh. I admitted to being a huge cunt. And we, we really did make up. We always make up. It's, it gets easier we, and easier every I time. Could, I could write on a, on a calendar. <laughs> if you told me what we were doing, how long we were going to hang out for, it'd be like a science experiment. I could, I could literally within two days go, we're going to fight around 2 p.m. that Tuesday. Are you... <laughs> 
connected to my period tracker app <laughs> because that could probably predict it for you. No, I was I was in a really bad mood yesterday, and I was just saying that's the point. Like the, a daily podcast, like I you're it's gonna, gonna get happen. that sometimes. Yeah. So I just want you besties if you hear a. a, a episode that you're just like Ugh. will you just like hang in there i know i know i can be a lot sometimes i really do but I, i'm just being honest with you guys so I, I i explained to them where it came from and how we made up in the car and how obviously if i i had the opportunity to, to do those podcasts alone and i have the opportunity to do this podcast alone and it's not that i want you to do it because with me because i'm lonely or scared i can't do it it's because you make it better and you know that i know that i feel that about you I and do my it. judgment of you is all my own fears of not being myself with people that intimidate me so i go Andrew, don't be weird with people that intimidate you when really it was me talking to myself about bill burr later in the evening here's the thing though you were you're not wrong like your your intuitions are always right it's just like i don't know i mean they're usually right and i and i I saw where you were coming from, and I didn't think it was that mean yesterday. But I, I was up to no good yesterday. I felt I was maybe being like, what? I'm just telling the truth, like that whole thing. You know when you do yeah. that, people listening, where you go, and I don't even know that. I, I knew that I was up to no good, but I still felt, <laughs> when you're in that zone, you just can't get out of it. It's like, you, it's, you just got a rooster. And, and, and I love that someone wrote on the thing, because I, I posted a picture yesterday of the vibe of yesterday's show oh, of, yeah. of, you, of us strangling each other or whatever. It was one of our first pictures and someone wrote under it rooster. And I was like, I forgot I told them about rooster. So next time let's just rooster this. But the thing is I can't even fucking rooster when I'm in that mood. I'm just no, I'm right. I just, I will. I'm, I'm really difficult. I'm learning. Yeah. Have I gotten better? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I that just didn't like, sound like a good. Yeah. No, you definitely have gotten better. <laughs> now you yell at me for saying that you haven't gotten better. No, I mean, be honest. No, but- I think you have gotten better. I really do. I just think there's so many, like, you are a workaholic. You We spend so much time together. You do something like the MTV Awards or you do something like the show we filmed and came in. It's such a high. It, you'd be a crazy person to not come off that and be a little moody i mean anyone would be yeah and i'm sorry to take it out on you man i really am it's like it's yeah i was on my date last night i was talking to this guy about it and he was talking about um he he works with uh he works with celebrities sometimes and we were talking about a person uh that he has known before and he was like sometimes i feel like he like i he knows uh, he just he's he's I'm someone that he can take out his anger on and that I'm just going to put up with it. And I don't. And I put my foot down. And now when it happens, this guy said, I'll just go, we're done today. Even though he's working for this person, when Mm -hmm. that person is in a bad mood, he just goes, "Um, you either need to stop what you're doing and stop talking to me that way and I'll stay or you need to go and then you can come back tomorrow and we'll act like this never happened, which I don't like that part. But like, we're done here. And I was like, yeah, that's the way I feel with my roommate, my my podcast co-host. I was like, I I know I treat. I go. I only talk to people. My mom, my dad, and and Andrew like this. Like really, I don't even talk to my sister like the way I, I talk to you because I'm I'm scared she might even pull away her love. But it's all just. Um, I it's guess all the just difference own, there yeah. is that you know that's one of probably a hundred. That's what he said. He goes, I'm not. She, yeah, and he goes, but this guy is. You know, all all of his work is with you. Not all of it, for sure. But, um, yeah. And I hope you've learned that I 
don't I will be be okay if you just go fuck you and walk out I really will and I know that's like easy for me to say it's the same time it's the same thing of when I tell guys like I want you to fuck other girls and they're like yeah right and I'm like I swear I'm into it and I'll still like you afterwards and they're like I don't think so so maybe just test it out with like making out with other girls in terms of like just being like like you're a cunt and then like walk out and but like don't does it, what is this, is this registering to you? And well, no, what do you mean? Like leaving? Completely? Like it's a, maybe you don't leave. Like we're done, but you can go. Like Nikki, not today. No, I don't like your tone with me. <laughs> like just honestly, yeah. like I don't want to be like stand up for yourself. Like I hate when bullies say that, but I want to give you the right to do that. And I know that that's not for me to give you. I just need to treat you better, and I am working on that. And that's all that needs to change. Honestly, is my behavior, not yours. Yeah, and I look, but just like stand up for. I'm just kidding. No, I think I did stand up for myself the you other did. day. You did. And I the other night? I just I just you know, for me I'm not I'm not a fighter like that. I've never been if I do fight, it's like it's zero to like two hundred and I've never you know, I kinda went there a little bit the other day, but that's exhausting to me. I grew up with it. I grew up with my family, I know. my parents fighting every single like I'm talking like fighting, like like screaming like I know. bloody murder. Yep. So it's like that sound to me coming out of my own voice, it's not worth it. So if I was ever in that relationship or friendships, I would, would walk away. Leave. I would I would leave. Yeah. Now, the difference is, is this in my career, too. And so I have to weigh my options. So many people have bosses that are just the worst. And I always go, why do you stay? And I don't I don't want to be one of those bosses. So I really I. Yeah, I I will do the work. You don't need to do anything. You're perfect. I'm serious. Not perfect, but like it's my own shit. I don't need to, you don't need to change. How did you sleep last night? But maybe we just talk, maybe if you're having that feeling, then let's talk about that before, you know what I mean? Yes. Like before we get on a podcast. The thing is, I like don't, you know, like you never, yeah, your brain you never is foresee even. that it's coming. Like it was brewing the whole time and then it unleashed. I, now that I'm calling it out, I'm going to be more aware of it. Maybe in the moment on the show to, to, you know. I'll be able to call it out. I think we should just try to rooster each other. Or Noah, you can call rooster, maybe. I can hold up a sign that says rooster on it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to come off like I have total anger management issues. This does come up for me. I'm working on it. I've never been in a, you know, a cohabitating, co-working relationship. When I had a TV show with Sarah Schaefer, we would butt heads and I I was more scared of her, I think, in that relationship. And so I would kind of be in your role. And it it's not a good place to be. And I'm really sorry to make you feel that way. And, and I, I think we're figuring out each other's boundaries. And I yeah. think that's what it comes down to. Oh, but when and I feel I, right, I feel I just want to fucking I like fighting with you sometimes, though. <laughs> I really do. And I'm sorry for that. And you can just go, no. Like, because I grew up in the house like that too, man. And not as bad as yours, maybe, but that's why I can't watch Summer House more than two episodes in a row because Lindsay screaming drunkenly is like my yeah. childhood. I just go, like, it's stressing me out. But now I'm like thinking, like, when, why do you, when you feel like you're right about something, like, right about me being too giddy on a podcast and now you had to say something. Is that what you're talking about? Or what were you? Oh no. Like remember the other night when we were really going, Oh, at it, that and I was thing. like, yeah. I could you, yeah. that was like, I just felt right. And I wanted to like debate you on it. And that was, I, both times I felt like I, I was in the wrong. I mean, I, I just feel like you're, there's still something you want to say to me right now. Um, 
I don't feel a complete like forgiveness. No, I, from you. I, I, not I that did, you have to give that to me. No, I don't. I, I really, I didn't even realize yesterday's fight was so bad. I really didn't. I was like, I think I was so in my head about doing the other stuff and making sure you know things went great with the other podcasts, and so we did I, have great time. And I thought we had a great time, Tom and and uh, Christina. I think we vibed with them incredibly. Yeah, and we actually went there kind of. You were right, dude. Like, I, your criticisms sometimes might be harsh, but, dude, I'm used to that. I played sports. Like, I don't mind, like, critical. Like, as long as it's, like, comes from a place of love and it's, like, how it's told to me, no, I, I, I did. My tone wasn't good. And but, that's... But, but here's the thing. I was better on that podcast because of your advice. We were more relaxed. I wasn't like this kind of energy of trying to be funny. No, we you were, were just great. talking. You were great. And we were just bullshitting. Well, then I'll keep being mean to you. But no, that's <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. And I do feel like I can read you more than I probably can sometimes. So it makes me feel good that you acknowledge that sometimes I'm right. Because my dad is always like, you don't always know what I'm thinking. And I'm like, but I do. And you know I do. You just won't admit that that's what you were thinking. Um, but here's the thing. Sometimes yes. I know what you're thinking, and you don't. And say it. I wouldn't say it because it's, it. it's not my. It's not my right to say. You're it's right. Not, you're right. But you're here, right. the one thing that like is hard for me, mm-hmm. and I guess we could talk about it. And it's not going to start a fight. I promise. But is like if I'm I'm staying at your place in in L. A. Like it's your house. You're renting this house, right? So like, there's a feeling, and this is like such a. It, because the house is amazing. Everything's amazing. Let's start there. I know that's annoying when someone starts with like, but, you know, let's say I wanted to have someone over, right? Like I would have to ask for almost permission, yeah. right? And I don't know if you understand that f- feeling of like w- living in a house where you don't feel completely free to do exactly what you want as a 41-year-old man. Yeah. So... That's where, like, there's, I think, when we get into... And if you offer to pay your share of the rent, and then we can talk. But I also, even if we're sharing rent, I understand that I... You're right. It depends how long the stay is. You're right. But we had the same argument when we were in Cayman. Like, and so, like, those are things that maybe I should rather get a cheaper place on my own... Then live, but I would rather live with you, but also at the same moment have freedom. I had a knee jerk reaction to, to you having someone over because I felt like I'm gonna have to be social with this person and like be nice and entertain them, and I won't be able to be free and play guitar and like be loud and do what I want when I have some downtime. So that's why I was like, just you can't have them over. And then when I realized I wasn't gonna be there, it was like, oh okay, you can have them over. But I should. I think do you I would understand. Come- do you understand if I I asked one time? One time for someone to come over to do my podcast for an hour. Yes. And you had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. So that's, you don't understand, like that puts so much stress on that person, on me, mm-hmm. to be like, to walk on eggshells because of how you react. And then, then you'll go, well, I don't react. I'm, I'm, why would you think I react that I way? Hear this. Because you do. I think next time this comes up, say, listen, I know I acknowledge my feelings are like, I, I, I'm weird about my space and having people in, even if it's someone I like. Like, I really love that girl. And I, w- if I was in the right mood, come on over. And I would have been fine with it. But in the moment, you can just say, I know that you are, I, I, I know that you are different about sharing your space than I am. Would it be okay if I had this person over? Like, if you present in a way that acknowledges my feelings and validates my I feelings. I know, but that's, so, that's a lot for someone, dude. I understand, but that's because, what because I require. It's a weird thing, thing about I me. I know, but here's the thing. We had like 
15 people over there are staying there. So it's like, but you it doesn't feel like well, you're he, that weird about your space I unless that, it's for you. And I understand, for, but that's when it was, I was comfortable with those people and I made that decision. If you were someone who got weird about having people over, I would, I would probably uh, ask you before in that way, if you had anxiety about people coming over the way I do with younger comics coming over who, you know, I might have to entertain in some way. Like if, or, you know, I would, I, I adjust things that I'm not you, you're not, you're not me and I'm not you. So my feelings don't have to be the same as your feelings True. about being, having people True. over. And if you did have a feeling that wasn't the same as mine, I would hope to go, Andrew, I know that this is a thing for you that maybe, you know, you, you might have an issue with, even though I don't, you know, like we just have to acknowledge each other's feelings. I get that. And that I'm just different about things than you. And, and it is a touchy subject for me and I'll try to be better and, and acknowledge that it must be tough for you to live with someone who can like tells you who you can and can't have over. But your dad and I think that you're socializing too much and doing too much podcasting and we need to limit the friends you have over. And the house is a mess. Well, let me talk to dad about it. If you clean it, your so. damn room sometime, maybe I'll let you have people over, Nick. Um, <laughs> let's get to the news. Is this exhausting for people? I think, no, I think this is good. Okay. Listen, I don't even... Honestly, besties, I love you. I don't care if this was exhausting for you because I think there's probably someone who just learned how to maybe have a communicative talk with their loved one. Okay, good. I would like to confirm we have received feedback that people enjoy the makeup podcasts. Let's call so them. it does teach people. I like, I like when it's a makeup. I, we need to start doing that. Like we need to like label it a makeup podcast. Like <laughs> on the description, you know, we'll title it and go, sure. attention, it's a makeup podcast. Yeah, I'm sure people do get help like addressing their feelings towards it, someone else hearing, by hearing it. Uh, even this helped me. I mean, yeah, it we, helped me too. Yeah, we are forced to have these conversations when really, if we live separately, we wouldn't have them. No, and it would probably build up. And yeah, shit. you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> I love when we have these talks, and then and then it's, it's you heard it here first. Okay. All right, let's get to the news. All right. Hey, you heard it here first, folks. First of all, I hope you're having so much fun out there. We obviously are because we've made up. This is a big makeup. All the swells are happening on this couch oh my God, right I'm now. Full of swells. So much swell. It's swelling up down We're there. We're on boy. a love seat too. This is actually really quite comfortable to podcast like this. I mean, it would be hilarious if we vibe. did all that work. And I know my mom. My mom's decorating her studio, and she's sending me chairs, and I was just like. I could maybe I just use the one I have. Anyway, let's get to the news. I'm excited for the headlines because I don't know what the hell we're talking about today. Oh boy, this one this one's interesting. It's not it's not insane, but the top battery draining app on your phone is Fitbit. What? Instagram comes in eighth and Tinder in ninth. I thought you would like a list like this to go over. I mean, what do you think are the top twenty? I took a photo of it. Oh my god, that's ins I love this article. Thank you so much for sharing this. So Fitbit is the number one draining one. If you have it up, you mean like the way yeah, that every mom yeah. has every app up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so I see the list here. So it's Fitbit, then Verizon. Verizon, then Uber, Skype. That makes sense. Facebook. Airbnb. Why does it close out Airbnb? You should book it and then close out. Bego Live. I don't know what Bego Live is. It's a little dinosaur looking thing. Then Instagram, Tinder, Bumble. A lot I just, of dating I just, apps. A lot of dating apps. If you keep them going, there's a certain thing where it can use like 11 different parts of your phone. Dude, I had you, no idea. I got all these up right now. Let, can we go through and see how many I have up? Yeah, Let's you see probably this. have all 10. Okay, I have my chat. 
then Instagram, then YouTube, then Venmo, then Bumble, then Raya, then Starbucks, then my mail, then Safari, then calendar, then Carvana, <laughs> kayak, clock, Spotify, podcast settings, phone, white noise, Southwest, Reddit, Twitter, my AT&T, mail online, daily mail, Google Maps, voice memo, docs, camera, notes, Uber. These are all uplift, photos, maps, oh weather, insta size. Make sure Instagram photos size to a square. American uh, Airlines, WhatsApp, files, tabs, guitar tuna, Yelp, open table, books, Postmates, Craigslist, Imgur, TikTok, Amazon, Waze, Drive. Holy shit, I'm so sorry. I apologize for that list. No, that was... What do you got going? I have uh, pretty much Google, text, um, notes, uh, Uber, Twitter, Bank of America, TikTok, Maps. Now, by the way, we're doing this by swiping up. I'm, I think people. Yeah, you know when YouTube, you have a thing open, that's what we're talking about. Like we have all these windows open. I'm closing Blinkist, them all. Blinkist, Spotify, nice. podcast, Southwest. Oh, by the way, United Airlines is like number one on the list that I saw. I don't know why. Really? But yeah, United needs to get Fuck their shit United. together. Uh, Venmo. We just flew Southwest. <laughs> we just flew in. By the way, you guys, we had a seven ten a.m. flight. We got picked up at five ten. I slept two hours. I got done with my date at one uh, about twelve thirty, packed, and then we. I was. I stayed up till two thirty in bed, just like redditing and stuff like that. And then we woke up so fucking early. We did it today. I'm so glad to be back. Fuck. I like St. Louis. I like St. Louis too. No one can ask me to do a podcast or do a spot tonight. Or and my dog is somewhere. I, I don't even know if I'm going to see my dog tonight. Um. Okay. So that's helpful to know to close out all your well, apps. I mean, I think you know I'm someone that runs on around 17 percent a lot. Like <laughs> I've I've a lot of my hangups on my brother on my family. Oh, mom's dead. Oh, I just my battery's dead. That's the you best know? way to. By the way, guys. If you are in a call with someone you don't want to be, don't go. Just drop the call. Just but what hang if they up. call you? What if they call you? Then put it on airplane mode. So <laughs> drop it, airplane mode. But you don't but lie. But you don't I, but lie. But this is not. This is not. This is where you don't lie. Okay. They call back and you say, "I lost. I'm sorry. I lost the call." Okay. Or you can say I was in a bad area, and if as long as you're in a bad neighborhood, Wait, you're not you've lying. You said that to me before. No, that's when I was on runs, and I would go on these hills, and every time I was on this run, I knew exactly where it peter off. <laughs> but you can just hang up. You know, you don't have to go like, I'm going into a bed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just hang yeah. Up. Because just it just hang happens. Up, you know what I mean? You just hang up and no one would ever know. But it, it is not sincere. But if you do follow it up with, um, sorry, man, it just hung up. That's still not lying. It did <laughs> hang up. You did it. Uh, so you can skirt around the truth. Let's get to the next story. Uh, an 11-year-old girl who fought off attempted kidnapping Credits Law and Order SVU for quick thinking that helped her identify the suspect. So. Oh, so 11-year-old girl was nearly kidnapped at her school bus stop in Florida. Okay. So it's pretty amazing. She was playing with blue paint at the time, right? And people knew that. Okay. And. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, you guys, this girl is playing in like a, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're watching the video. You guys, this girl is playing with, like, some paint in this, like, kind of, um, it looks like a cul-de-sac, like the end of a cul-de-sac in the middle, in the grassy middle area. Then this this white SUV pulls up, more like a CRV pulls up. I'm looking at Car- Carvana. And the guy gets out of the car, runs It'd be weird if at the girl. Can we watch it again? What car you want. <laughs> I'm doing a play-by-play. Of, oh, I like that kidnapper's car. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to see him run up to her again. Guys, this is fucking crazy. He sprints over. She starts running. He grabs her. She throws her paints. He wrestles her to the ground. 
then I don't know. She does something to him and he so she sprints pain, away. She put a lot of pain on his arm. So then he was at the store later on what? in the day and the cops found him because he had pain on his arm. Oh, and she got that from an S Law and Order SVU. Here's episode? the thing: um, was it the I'm Blue not Man trying to be a one? dick to this 11 year old girl that almost got kidnapped. Yeah, I mean, this poor girl is traumatized. Good job, honey. Um, oh my god, I don't sweetie. know if in this moment she was that quick. I don't think so. I either, think but it, it worked just, out, and then Monday morning quarterback, she was like, "Oh, by the way, I watched." I SVU. meant to do that. Yeah, I I agree because mm. I, I mean. <laughs> Honestly, you don't know what happens in those moments. Like, it's time goes very slow, and sometimes you have a lot of time to think. Like, we, when you hear about shark attacks, people punching the shark, doing different things. So, I don't put it past her that she maybe did have that flash memory of, uh, uh, like, make mark him in some way. Yeah. Um. But regardless, amazing, and he it, he did get into the uh, the blue man group. Yeah. It, it, that joke would be better now if I didn't like kind of said it before. That would be a per like I wish we could take out the last one because that would be hilarious. Here's the thing I didn't hear the first one. So oh, good. So you one. got a I got a genuine laugh on the next one. Okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, he is auditioning and he's. Did going he already to be a- know how to play drums or did he learn after the fact? No, in jail. Uh, he uh, he'll learn in jail. I mean, they're banging on things in there. <laughs> um, that was really scary. And eleven uh, year old girl, I, I, for some reason, when you said an eleven year old girl, I just was like. I loved being 11. I think that was the, one of my favorite times was being 11. I 11 think it was in fourth was grade. You know why 11 was dope? 1995. Because your yeah. parents finally let you ride your bike around the like neighborhood by yourself. Yeah. Which they probably shouldn't have looking at Yeah, this. I mean, now looking back. Dude, my ever- parents would just go, how... Here, Saturday, here, take your mongoose and go for a ride. And I would just ride. In Florida, did you, is that a, bo- a bike or an actual mongoose? An actual I question mongoose. Yeah. if those are regional. Yeah. Take the mongoose to the alligator, did a manatee. That's what we did on there. Uh, my parents also let us run rampant. And I was really scared of my sister getting kidnapped because I knew I was smart enough to, like, I was scared of everyone. I thought everyone was a kidnapper. So really? I was always on alert. The same way when my dad taught me how to ca- drive, he goes, Nikki, Pretend that every car is going to try to crash into you. So you're always aware, like you, you're defensive driving, you know, like pretend that every car at the last second could, could just turn into you and what you would do. And so I drive like that. I know it seems like I don't, but I do. And I used to live that way with uh, kidnappers. But my sister, I knew, wasn't, didn't have the same fear because I got my fear from my mom because she was scared that I would get kidnapped when I was first child. But by the time my sister rolled around, the fear, she was like, no one kidnaps this, these fucking kids. So she let my sister a little bit more lax, as you do with the second child. And I was terrified of her getting kidnapped. Terrified. I, my, one of my well, first jokes. your sister jokes, was hotter, so she, she was. was more kidnapped. No, she wasn't even cute. This, at this age, I was kind of like cuter. Was she, close, was a little, was like, she was a little chubby. And I had buck teeth. And that's how we used to go at each other. I'd be like, you're fat. And she'd go, you've buck teeth. And I'd go, and she goes, and by the way, everyone knows that fat kids turn into skinny adults and that skinny kids turn into fat adults. So you're going to be fat with buck teeth and your buck teeth aren't going to change. And I'd be like, where does she know this science? Oh like I like, God. and she was not wrong. Like I turned into a little bit <laughs> heftier because I was. Well, you a, grew into your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So. So I was scared of her getting kidnapped. And my first joke, I wrote, one of my first jokes that I still look back on. And I'm like, oh, that was pretty good was I remember when I was a really young girl playing in my front yard with my sister and a guy came up, pulled up in a really creepy van. This is classic Nikki Glazer early yeah, joke. Yeah, just yeah. so much set up. Left turn, left turn. Here no, just come. so much set up and like one little <laughs> joke at the end. It's just like, just get to the joke. Jessel Nick. Um, I, I, was play, I was playing with my sister in the front yard, Jessel Nick. I don't know how to do his an impression of that. That's pretty good. I was playing with my sister in the front yard and, you know, 
just how <laughs> kids do. <laughs> do it. Keep going. It's great. And wait, hold on. I'm trying to think of how he would say this. And a van pulled up. You know, you know, I had never seen this van before, but it happens. Vans come down the street. <laughs> it wasn't the weirdest thing until the van stopped right in front of me and my sister playing. And then this man I'd never seen before rolls down his window. And you know what? You see these people on TV that you go, you look like a molester. It looked like that guy. The guy was playing the part of what? It was almost like he was cast. My parents were nowhere to be found. I'm 11, cute as a button. My si- I'm, oh wait, I can't set up the other way. I'm 11, my sister, she's nine. My sister doesn't even see it. I'm playing with her. We're doing backbends or some kind of gymnastics thing. And, uh, and the man goes, hey, little girl. And I go, me? And he goes, yeah, come over here. And I go, okay, sir. And uh, I, I walk over to going. his cart. I'm a little scared. But he, go, he goes, you want some candy? And I go, uh, I go um, yeah, I want some candy. He goes, hey, little girl. And I go, yeah. And he goes, want some candy? I'm remembering my joke. Want some candy? And I go, yeah, I do. And I went over, about to get in the car, and he grabbed me by the arm. He goes, not you. Her, yeah, I and that was, it. that was it. I know. I mean, it was just there. like, I mean, but obviously, it's going. Honestly, it. dude, that's a great like your delivery. Like, it makes you smile. Like you talking like Jesselneck. I like Jesselneck's jokes because I like those setups because he does tell a story and paints a beautiful picture, and he just talks so poetically. So that was a fun little. Yeah, that was a fun little journey. Thanks I, for letting me do that. Let's get to course. the next story. Um, next story, baby. I oh, hope you're still. Sports moment. Oh, we going right to sporties. Yeah. All right, let's do it, boy. <laughs> Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. Oh, oh I forgot to be unenthusiastic about it. <laughs> no, I like that you were excited. No, I am I actually mean, excited. What's it going to be today? What do you think? Tiger Woods. Uh, oh, close. Starts with a T. Uh, Travis Barker. <laughs> I'm sure he threw a drumstick once. Tim Tebow. Oh, the Christian. Oh, is he Christian? Oh, Didn't my he God. do the? Wasn't it Tebowing if you like took a knee? Yeah, and, like, prayed. He did like people not be like, like you're doing me. the Kaepernick or the Tebow. Tebow's for white prayers and like yeah. So that's actually a thing right now. So and is he like was he like a virgin before he got married and all that shit? He like, claims, allegedly. But a guy that I know went to college with him said, said he, he got thousands of blowjobs. Oh well, good for him. Yeah. So all right. I mean, and I think he put in some poop. It was for charity. Yeah, it was for charity. He gave back. I don't even know. What Tim that means. Tebow signs one year deal with the Jaguars. As, that's on my arm. Yeah, as he, got he looks for, as he looks for another NFL run as a tight end. <laughs> Wait, tight so end just to, so, just so you know, Andrew has a jaguar tattoo on his arm because he thought that it uh, jaguars were uh, native to Florida, even though they haven't been there for uh, ever, like since ever. the no, Pleistocene. Oh, really? Ever? Okay. There's like one or two in a zoo. Okay, well that still counts. But the, the, the jaguars is a, a team. Yeah. So he's doing a one year deal with the, the jaguars. Is he like out of favor? I don't hear about him much. Okay. Why is this news? Tell me. All right, I'll tell you. Why do I care? Okay, so Tim Tebow, biggest college football player ever, right? Why not professional football player? That's the thing. He Ooh. wasn't. He didn't throw correctly. He wasn't a great NFL. He wasn't a terrible NFL quarterback. He shouldn't have been cut. He got the yips. I still don't think he didn't get the yips. He was seven and five Aren't as you a starter. I know what the yips are. I do. I kind of like was like excited to say that, and then you you <laughs> just go, no, I didn't get the yips, and I go, can you give me some? Yeah, I'm gonna give you. I gave you credit by not saying anything about it. That means that oh. I expected it from you. Oh, okay. Expected you not to get the yips by saying yep. yips. Yep. 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 Is it like the hiccups of throwing or pitching or swinging or anything? 
Yeah, but the hiccups never sometimes go away. Got it. You get the yips. Oh, if you want to just not have the yips, you have to take a drink of water and put your ah! head behind your underneath your legs. To, I know it yeah. didn't scare me. Well, it scared it didn't. Yeah, that's it scared Tim Tebow because well he's back, baby. No, so Tim Tebow, right? He gets drafted as an NFL quarterback. He wins a couple uh, playoff games and then he gets cut. Like they just don't think he could be an NFL quarterback. Now they did say, hey, why don't you try tight end because you're six three, two hundred forty pounds of pure muscle and pure jesus behind you right so he gets cut he tries to play baseball and he gets all the way to like double a for the mets here's the thing tim tebow is a is a is if you're a greedy team he's gonna sell jerseys he's gonna make you money yeah there's a lot of people that love jesus out there Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people that love tim tebow tim tebow is from jacksonville oh this is so, so what is his deal? So this is the thing. So Tim Tebow, now that he's 33, he tried baseball, didn't work out. He's still working out. He's still jacked. The head coach is the old coach for the Florida Gators when he was a star, who's now in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer. So then he's now... His name's Urban? Urban, yeah. Is he, get, so, is he, okay, is he black? No, white oh, guy. White it. guy, white Urban. Hmm. So then... Keith Urban. Great songer, writer, and songer. singer. Songer. Songer. He's, he's got. We gotta call him. I just songers. got the yips there. Songer. Uh, I like it better than singer songwriter. <laughs> hey, put it together. Songer. Yeah, songer. Uh, so then, so now he's now he'll play tight end, but people are going nuts. Well, one, he's Jersey sales from Jacksonville. Got it. Going to be off the. But people are mad because Kaepernick never got signed again. But here's old Christian White Tebow getting signed ten years after he fucking was even in the league. And people are losing their shit. A lot of like black players are going, well, this isn't right for him to get an opportunity. Why does it have to be between those two? Are they the same level? Skill level? Mm. And it was Colin Kaepernick up for being placed somewhere? Where is he now? Well, there's, I mean, that's a whole long, well, Kaepernick's not playing. He had an opportunity to sign. He's, there's a lot of like drama behind it where I think he denied. What are your thoughts on this? I think fucking, I think Tebow, I think, yeah, for a money standpoint, fucking sign him. Don't Are the Jaguars ever going to be good? Like, have they ever gotten close to being good? Could this be? They were good with this guy named Mark Brunel, who was a lefty quarterback. Tebow's a lefty quarterback. Who knows? Okay. Maybe it might end up being a quarterback. But they just drafted this guy, Trevor Lawrence, who has the long blonde hair. I'm always very confused about these teams that I know of that I literally know <laughs> they've never been at a Super Bowl. Why do they exist then? If they've never been good, the Bengals have, nev- have not won. <laughs> Why are they around? The Browns. They're just like, why? Why even have bad teams that don't even get a chance to even get to compete in the Super Bowl? Good question. So the Patriots, if you looked at the Patriots 20 years ago, you would say the same thing about them. Mm. So, you know. So you always have a chance. You have a chance. A team can turn it around. Look, owners, they all have a lot of money. Mm. So there's a possibility. The Browns had a good season last, last night, year. Bill Burr Since- was in a fight, not a fight, but it got in an argument with another comic about the Lakers saying like, you know, the Lakers were bought, right? Like, the, or the, the, they were talking about the Celtics and then the Lakers and they were arguing about who is better. And Bill, I think I, the essence of what he was saying to this guy was like, the Lakers are just like, oh, he did a great example. I don't want to ruin his bit because I was like, Bill, I go, you should do that. I don't think he heard me like on stage. I'm sure he's going to do it at some point because it's so funny but he's like the lakers it's like you ever he goes you know when you like uh when you would like pick teams in fucking you know grade school 
And then you realize like one team like has way too many guys that are like going to be good in the other one. Even in grade school, when you're in like sixth grade, you go, this is this is not even. We, we got to we got to even this out. Children know to even it out. How do how do you know professional teams not know that this is completely uneven and it's all based on I guess you just buy a team. That's what I've always wondered. I would be so much more into well, sports if the cap. sports had to be like the player had to be from the city that they're playing for. Oh, I like that. Like I like, the, but no, but that go, would be a problem because the cities are smaller. So you would have, depending on the city, so New York versus fucking Omaha, or, or not Omaha, but uh, Oklahoma City. Let's just see how it goes. Let's if we looked at like the best players and then we kind of saw where they would end up. I wonder what you know the teams what I would like? look like. You know what I like, and uh, and it's like it, high school. No, this is I, I agree with you. I think. Because in Europe, you like France versus Germany. You break it up by state, not by okay. city. S- state. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, but, but but I will say with Kansas City, you, it's so on the border. You could be a part of Missouri or <laughs> no, Kansas. If you're down the middle, yeah, you're either on Kansas or Missouri. Okay. Well, I, I like it. I think Because I just never understand when people are like, oh, St. Louis, we got, uh, what's the, 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 there's like a. But if you think we're divided now, wait till you have like Georgia, just Georgia players versus, you know, uh, New York. I just I don't mean, understand being like oh my team i'm from philly i love this team when it's all people that are not from philly have only lived in your city for okay. six months I, I mean i get it i ha- i love no i, I like, like this but i like, I like when the cardinals idea. when a guy has grown up in st louis like i think what's his name drew not drew Brees. uh like well, there's so some guy here, with breeze the with thing, the last college name. we got to get to list- listener mail we real, have to real quick though college is for a long time was essentially that. Yeah, okay. So, that makes sense. And high schools do that too. Like That's Florida what I'm saying. will play Let's Georgia. Let's keep that going. Let's keep it going with like stay where you are. <laughs> Don't leave your state. That's why I'm in St. Louis. I want to I want to be on the stand-up com- comics from St. Louis. Me, Cedric the Entertainer, Greg Warren, now you. Oh, and um, uh Carly Kloss. And what's Kimmy the- Kimmy Schmidt. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Uh John Hamm. Wait, these aren't comics. Okay, let's get to listener mail. Oh, we love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for writing in. Oh, I just feel so connected to you today. Today, um, we are reading a message from Jason. This is via Instagram. You talked about sloths on Monday, says Jason, and it brought back my worst haunting story. I was on a field trip during elementary school at the Baltimore Aquarium. We were in the upper level rainforest room, and I felt something on my head. A fucking sloth shit on my head in front of my classmates. Shit dripped down my face. It was mortifying. What grade? Oh, elementary school. So we're talking fifth grade and below. That's got story. that is that's not funny when a shit uh, sloth shits on your head until you're an adult and you can be like ah you know. But there's when a, you're a kid, that's devastating. I mean, there's a lot of interesting parts here because sloths shit on the ground. They actually climb down a tree. It takes them like two weeks. They only shit every two weeks because they're so lazy. They yeah, don't want to climb back up the tree. I'm I don't know why they just don't shit from where they are in the tree. I think it might be a, a defense mechanism. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I wonder like how slow this shit dripped down his face. It would I mean, be so funny if they shit really fast like I do. <laughs> you just had to go. I went to go shit when we got in. I went to go pull a balcony. That's what we call it when I used to live in my old place because whenever I had to shit, I'd t- tell Andrew to go wait on the balcony. So I had to balcony uh, earlier when we got in. And I was going to do it in our like main bathroom that we both share because I had to go so bad. But then I was like, no, I'm going to respect Andrew and like go to my own bathroom. And then I get in there. There's no toilet paper. There's just uh, one of Poppy's diapers. And I usually like dig through the <laughs> trash bin too to pull up like tissues that I maybe have snotted in and just use it. Fucking who cares? And then it was just Poppy's diaper. And I go, I don't want to 
do that and so uh, I go Andrew will you toss me toilet paper it's just so nice to have a friend I would I hate when you have to like have when you shit and you're like I'm gonna have to like waddle out of here and and have shit in my butt as I walk yeah the best is the throw too because you don't want to look at the person on this shitter so you do a no look yeah it's always like (laughs) yeah you threw you threw it well it 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 got to me um but the funny part is Mm. that my bathroom was dark and I was like it's so weird he's gonna see me shitting in the dark and so I started singing I keep shitting in the dark (laughs) oh that's why you say I'm in the I'm on the toilet Toilet. trying to um dude that story of the sloth I'll tell this real quick when I was in uh I went to uh, Body Wars in Disney World or whatever. Oh yeah, and I, where it's like they show you like the inside the body. It's like yeah, a, and you're on an interactive your, ride yeah, and yeah. you go through the body. And there was a handicap, you know, uh, you know, a mentally handicapped kid mentally. behind us. Okay, and we were young. We were like eight or nine, so we were kind of like laughing at him. Yeah, the ride starts going. We're going through the intestines. We're going through the stomach, mm-hmm. and I start to smell. And I'm like, wait, is smell part of this oh fucking god. ride? Oh my god, it smelled like shit. It smelled like throw up. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, God, wow, this, this is, is really good. good. Yeah. So I was thinking, I was like, man, they're so ahead of their time. The light comes on. The oh, mentally buddy. handicapped kid threw up all over me. Oh, oh, no. All over me. Right. And he's just wiping his face while leaving. And I'm like, no, he didn't. And I look at my back. And I'm just oh. covered oh. in throw up. And all the kids are laughing at me. And I mean, some would say he's the sloth of humans, you know. And so we could pray. Leave no, that. I was going to say it too. So I just know. leave it. It's so, fine. We, so, 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 and it's not. We love sloths. And I love mentally handicapped people so too. He throws up all over me. And then I had like $30 that my mom gave and me. And you had to buy a, like a minion I shirt. I bought a goofy shirt that was literally, I had to borrow $10 oh, to buy. Because they're so expensive they're at so Epcot ex- Center. $40 for this Ugh. goofy shirt. And it was so big on me. It was like I an extra large. I to see that. And I'll tell you what, I swear to God, I walked past him mentally and he gave me a look like, yeah, bitch. Really? You're my bitch. I swear to God. Look who's goofy now, bitch. Yeah, like- <laughs> <laughs> okay, next listener mail. I have so much to say about what you just said, but we got to get to another. Okay, this comes from, um, this is a voice memo left by Amanda, which you can go leave these on our Instagram if you if you want to know. Uh, Nikki Glazer Pod, just we'll uh Your request- boy listens to him late at night in the dark. Yeah, we have like over 10,000 followers on Instagram, and I am just so grateful for the followers, and I promise you we will keep putting up more content that is like much more revealing and riskier than our own pages. And uh, yesterday we were singing Dave Matthews on the way to the car, we or the way the podcast um, yeah, so just follow us I there. I got a and, picture of Nikki sleeping like a bum. And then I put it on mine because I loved it so much. It was so, <laughs> it, I looked adorable. Well, that just shows how hard you work for two weeks. That's what that showed me, honestly. And it was so early in the morning and our flight was delayed. I would have never slept too. at the gate. Yeah. But And I had a, um, a mask and a sleep mask, so my whole <laughs> face was covered. No one could tell it was me. Okay, let's hear from Amanda, who left us a voice memo yesterday. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Amanda. Hi, hey, Amanda. I love the pod. I have a mispronunciation story. Um, so I tend yes. to be more like Nikki. I correct people's pronunciation and grammar a lot. Yes. Um, pretty type A that way. <laughs> so I was pretty embarrassed when I pronounced a pretty easy word wrong in the form of song, <laughs> nonetheless. So I had a solo in my school's musical back in high school. Um, the musical was The Music Man. The song was Till There Was You. Not sure if you've heard of it. Beautiful song. Love that song. Not important to the story. <laughs> so... I'm looking back at these old videos during quarantine and I hear myself sing 
Fragrant Meadows. Fragrant Meadows. The word is fragrant. (laughs) And Fraggle Rock was big at the time. I'm finding out for the first time that I sang that wrong in like 10 years later in a oh video. yes so, amanda there's my story fragrant <laughs> have all the swells jackpot oh amanda <laughs> i love you so much uh fragrant is so oh, funny fragrant. it's a, and there was music and wonderful roses they tell me in sweet fragrant meadows of dawn <laughs> And Jews. No. I wonder I wonder if uh, she had the memory, like, I nailed that. And then she saw the video and she was like... Why is no oh. one going to tell her fragrance wrong? I think she just went to a bad school and they didn't know. Oh, you think? I think, like, why would no one correct that? I think that they oh, were yeah, just there like... Were, there were probably rehearsals. Oh, many. I mean, that the, the music... What was it? The Music Man? Is that the what she was... the? Singing in the Rain. What the fuck was that song from? I love that song. Um, that was a great one, Amanda. Keep sending in your mispronunciations. Do we have any more to get to today, Noah? Oh, can you play that one? That uh, This is from Kate, a voice memo. Hey, Nikki. Hey, Andrew. Kate. Um, so I just thought you guys would really get a good kick out of this. I have a psycho ex-boyfriend who cannot take a hint. I have blocked him on every single social media platform um and a couple days ago he started venmoing me in five dollar increments and pleading um me to kind of get back with him and give him a chance and everything uh today i woke up to fifteen dollars so three separate transactions um, the last one was begging for the chance to allow him to email me so I want your advice. Um, how can I go about further profiting from this? I'm thinking about sending him a request for a hundred dollar one-time email fee. Do you think I should yes. make it a higher increment, lower increment? Um, I'm just really enjoying kind of messing with him because he's fucked with me for the last year and a half. So okay, Kate. Let me know what you think. Kate. Love you guys. Kate, I'm a little worried for your safety because you described him as a psycho. So I just I want to make sure that you don't think this person could hurt you in any way, because this is very weird behavior to try to uh, contact you so many ways when you've blocked him. So a little world worried. However, I hear in your tone that you don't seem scared. You kind of think he's just ridiculous and you want to fuck with him. I, if let's in a world where this guy cannot physically hurt you, which I think that he could because you don't know these people. So I, I would honestly, I would just block him on Venmo. The $5 aren't worth it. But in a world where you're not going to be worried about this guy, the $100 email sounds like a great <laughs> idea. And then the email you send him is, or that he sends you, you just write back like, got it. Or like a thumbs up or something. Yeah, this guy's smart. This guy knows smart. because he's only doing $5, so he could write like 20 messages. So he has a lot of room to keep writing. Yeah, get, so get say, it, look, girl. if you even want to pay me on Venmo, you got to do 20 a mess, 20 of Venmo. Also, is she depositing these, I wonder? Like, that's the other thing I'm wondering. What do you mean? Is she actually accepting? Yeah, she's money? accepting this money. <laughs> get, get it, girl. I absolutely think you should take the money and run. However, I don't think you should make this guy go broke if you know for a fact you're never going to get back together with him i I think you know if he is wealthy enough to be able to afford a hundred dollar email then yeah get that i am on cameo 
you know? And I raised my price to $1,000 just because I didn't know how to shut it down and I was tired of doing cameos. I was too busy. So I just go, I'll make my price $1,000. So, and now people think I think I'm hot shit. It's just because I couldn't figure out a way to disable it. The app does not allow you to. So it looks like I'm just like one of the most expensive people on there and I think I'm cool, but I don't. But however, they do let you allow DMs. People can pay $9.99 to DM me. I made it 10 bucks because I'm like, you know, uh, if someone wants to pay that, fine. Like you could always message me on Instagram you might not get a reply you definitely aren't guaranteed to reply on venmo or on cameo either i have one guy who's become so abusive on there and just like why won't you write to me i'm spending another ten dollars and and i i kept and he keeps writing and i go cha-ching 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 i don't i don't care like this guy doesn't know my address though honey so i will let him to keep harassing me with the ten dollars because it's his choice but I would worry for your safety with this guy that you described as a psycho. And I want to know more, Kate. Can you message us back and tell us why he's a psycho, why he's tortured you before? I think the listeners want to know more history. I know I do. But to go to your advice, if she goes higher, say, look, you can on- I'm only going to talk to you if you give me $500 on right. Venmo. He's going to be like, okay, you are a bitch. I'm done. Like, so eventually, if you want to be done with him, raise your price. To an uh, to an insane amount of money. Do a th- do me do yeah, me on cameo do a th- thousand. Yeah, do a cameo thousand. Do a K to five hundred and see what happens. And maybe you might get the five hundred. I mean, it sounds like this guy's not made of money though. If he's giving five bucks a pop. Final thought: I just got a text uh, from uh, a major producer um, who I've worked with on some things. Director, I'm sorry. Um, who is actually he was the director remember the um, Prince solo from the Rock and Roll Hall yeah. thing he was the one that I th- talked about on the show right the Prince solo did I ever talk about it I don't think you did um, the Rock or and Roll Hall of Fame on. Prince while my j- guitar gently weeps Prince solo is one of the best things I've ever watched on YouTube I really it's it's like Silver Springs level of good and there's a whole story behind it so maybe I'll talk about it on Monday's show Noah will you write it down so I can talk about this anyway the, the, the guy that I, I read all these articles about it because I was like this performance is amazing amazing and they they have all these like oral histories about that taping because it's such a monumentally like just epic performance one of the best things you've ever seen musically and um and it so so happened i'm friends with the guy that did it because i've worked with him before he just wrote me and said hey nikki nice work on mtv awards i'm producing the iHeartRadio music awards live on fox next thursday and would love for you to present an award it's at the dolby next thursday from five to seven I want to present an award at iHeartRadio Awards so bad. First of all, I'm, I have a podcast on iHeartRadio. Um, he said, I know your podcast is on iHeart, so I thought you would be a great tie-in. Um, uh, yeah, I said, I moved here. I go, if you guys, can you fly me in? That's not something you're supposed to ask a producer, but we were in the middle of a podcast. I want to get back to him, so I just go, um, jo- I said, thank you, God, I wish. Can you fly me in? I'm in St. Louis where I live. He said, ha, well, let me ask. And I said, thank you. I'm sorry to ask. Would love to make this happen. He said, I'd love it too. I knew you were there a lot during the pandemic, but I guess you made the move. Good for you. I know your podcast is on iHeart, so I thought it would be great tie-in. Where's the Dolby? Uh, it's like on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, so it's like a big, I, I did uh, another event. Yeah, I'd be going out back to LA, which I'm dying to get back out there. It feels weird landing in St. Louis and being like, I don't have anywhere to go until June 18th when I do Bill yeah, Maher back out. in LA. Yeah, I might. And I love that house that we stayed in. I might just fucking buy that place and uh, and fly out a friend to come stay with yeah, me. Do it. AKA? Jeff. Ace, Ace, A-T-C. Uh- <laughs> That's you, Jeff. I was kidding. Oh, no. I, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I so know. I went on a date last night, everyone, um, and uh, it didn't. Good for you. 
Thank you. I was proud of myself. Does that sound bad when people are like, good for you for getting out there? It was Do you get mad when people say like that? It was really, no, 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 not okay. at all. Because all right. it, it is good for me because I had a really long day. I was tired of talking. I had talked in three podcasts at dinner with David. It, and then I did two sets of 15 minutes each where I'm just talking nonstop. And I go to this dinner. And the thing is, I realize, which Ashley Hesseltine of Girls Gotta Eat helped me realize, is like these dates, even if you like show up and you're like, this is a friend vibe. I'm probably not feeling it romantically, even though you don't know. It's too soon to tell. So I give it some time. You don't know. Obviously, you're attracted to this person to even agree to a date. I I just like went along with, I was just like, just like get to know someone and get interesting stories. You know, like get to, it's just, it. and I had good boundaries of like the second I was tired, I was just like yawning. I couldn't stop yawning. And I go, I'm really sorry. I have to cut this short. And, and we left and it was fine. And he is someone that I'll probably know for a really long time. I've already thought about him a lot today being like, I want to hang out with him again. Not a romantic way though. Like I really was like, that guy was so fucking interesting. So like, here's the thing though. Yeah. You feel like once you feel out on a first date, no romance, it's, it's done. No, I'm not, I'm not ruling it out, but I really don't think that yeah. I, I know almost right away when I'm romantically into someone. I don't think there's been a single person that I've developed feelings for that. I didn't feel them right away. Gotcha. I, I, and I may be wrong. I need to assess that. But I think, and this person I was attracted to on Instagram. So I don't know what happened in person. It just, maybe my heart is still somewhere else. Maybe I'm not over someone else. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, but I was actually feeling uh, some vibes like uh, at the at the show, actually, with some some people. Back, like, not backstage, but like around, like there was a, a vibe happening. Okay. And I was like, because I was talking to some friends about, because they go, why Why is your date in the parking lot waiting for you? Because he was there. He got there on time and the show was running late. And I was like, I'm, they go, you're not going to have him in? I go, no, I don't. First of all, I want him to like me still. I go, I realize when I'm on stage, I'm in my masculine energy. And these guys are like, what are you talking about? And I go, they go, I'm, I think girls are hot that these are both stand up comics. They're like, I, I'm always attracted to girls who do stand up. And I go, do you want that? Do you want to fuck them maybe? But I go, um, would you marry them? Are they wife material? And they both were like, oh. Like, no. And I'm like, because no guy wants a girl, like, not no guy, but the kind of guys I like, masculine energy men, don't want a woman who's telling it like it is. They can do that on stage. But then I go, they want it more like this, where it's like, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? And my friend goes, my friend Ben Glebe, who is not the person I was feeling vibes with, I want to be clear. He was like, um, he was like, whoa, wait, what just happened? He was like, he was like, I really like that. And I go, you do? I was like, is I feel like very vulnerable around you. And he was like, Nikki, I need you to stop. Like it was, it works so well. He And I, I sold these two guys that I was talking to on this whole concept. And then I went on stage and cause I've had forgotten about all the bits I used to do about, you know, uh, how we're, we're attracted to men who are on stage because of certain reasons. You'll see it in my special if you haven't. And, and you'll see me talk about it more if you see me on tour. Um, but I went on stage and I, had all these bits around it that these guys that had just heard me talk in the room, they were like, you just like took that up there. And like, and I go, no, I was like running bits with you backstage, but I wasn't, I was like, yes. Yeah. Get, like just telling them what I've learned. It and was I so feel good. like you can, you can apply that to if you know, you're a boss bitch in your job, like you're, you know, you're, the, you're above someone in your job and you're, you're doing meetings and you're talking like this in the meeting, like a guy might want to fuck you like a fun fuck, but, would be afraid to marry that and it's the same exact concept you on stage is a woman giving a, a microsoft powerpoint presentation like a badass in a pantsuit where you'd want to fuck in the office but would you necessarily want to marry well, you her? can't deny like i when i realize when i'm up there and you're absolutely right you can go that's a hot woman like i look hot 
you know, there's no denying I, my legs are out. I look, it's like, the, you know, MTV awards. I looked, you know, had a Sharon Stone sexual vibe. The thing is, if men get turned, I, laughing, you're part of your brain that laughs and where you're like, <laughs> like, and you like, you know, when you laugh, you can't even like hold your, have you ever worked out and started laughing when you're listening to podcasts and your body kind of gets limp? And sure, it's like, yeah. it's kind of like, you, you, you can't do something physically like hard, like sex and also laugh. Laugh is like a weakening thing and sex is like a thing. So if I'm on stage and men are getting horny, they're not listening to what I'm saying. You can't laugh and be horny. Maybe some people can, but it is two different parts of your brain. So when I'm on stage, I never want to make anyone horny except maybe the comic in the back of the room that I'm trying to like stand in a sexual way for who's not even listening to me because he we just drown out comedy anyway you know uh, yeah I love picturing you in a room full of like 50 hot men and you don't get one laugh and you're like thank god last I know well last I that's so true last night I I looked at the audio oh so I yelled at some people talking last night I'm gonna make this so quick I yelled at there were some people talking really loud last night and I go excuse me I go go hey 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 stop talking you don't even hear me because you're talking you need to stop talking it was a waitress talking to the table okay oh. and I go I go this is what has happened you guys I go oh that's a waitress I go still a little chatty she needs to like hear even though she didn't and I go that's what happens I go I blur my eyes on stage everyone I go you all look like blurs because I'm scared of intimacy I'm scared of looking you in the eyes and I go I'm going to unblur my eyes are you guys ready I've never done this and so I start unblurring my eyes and look I go and I believe in love at first sight so let's keep let's go around the room and I, I did a really funny bit that I want to try out where I was looking in guys eyes and going okay let me see this uh, no, no that's not it yeah. uh, this <laughs> over here <laughs> gross uh it, it was killing you I could just, say something like ah back to blurry like, back, like oh uh, that's yeah, funny yeah. and back to the blur no i had <laughs> it was weird to unblur which it took concerted effort because my natural state is blurred up there to protect myself but um i announced that i was on on stage i go you guys i have a date he's waiting in the parking lot i hate this so on the way out it was so fun it was like a room of 300 people and when i left a lot of people get up to go to the bathroom in between comics and i ran into a bunch of people and they go have a good date they were like hot guys being like have fun date nikki and i was just like oh i don't want to go and then i got in the car and had a great time so that's uh the week of shows i feel so good about how we patched every i feel like i patched things up with the listeners who might have been disappointed in my behavior today i'm sorry we're we i can't always be the best but um you make me want to be a better podcast host and friend and you uh, i love you andrew and i'm perfect Okay, I didn't get get it back, but that's uh, part of the course in my life. Uh, you guys, you we will we will I love see you. Thanks. I love okay, you, babe. that's no, 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 like no, no. Like how your dad would always. Oh, yeah. Say. Okay, you can say babe if you say it the way my dad yeah, does. Yeah, I love you, uh, babe. With your <laughs> dick in your hand. Okay, I'm just kidding. Gross, just gross, kidding. dad. Sorry. Gross. Sorry, if my daddy. dad's listening, dad, don't Sorry, listen to this Jace. podcast. Okay, love you guys, besties. Have Leave a us great Have a great All weekend. All the swells. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.